Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 170 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the lovely pleasure of speaking with Ashley Allen. Now, you may look at people's social media and how they are now after sobriety and be like, wow, what a bright, radiant, amazing woman. It's always such an interesting story to hear their BS story or their before sobriety story. This is a prime example of how someone can really rise and shine through the really intense, dark trenches crawling out of the trenches and what that looks like and what that feels like and how bad it has actually gotten for this person, which you would have never known or never have heard of just by looking at their social media or meeting them today. All the trials and tribulations they have gone through. Ashley walks us through her recovery journey and how she went from living on the streets of Hollywood to now creating and the founder of X Party Girl, which is such a fantastic, fun brand for girls in recovery. This is such a great episode, so let's get into it. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we got your back, and so does Exact Nature. Their safe, all-natural, CBD-based products are specially formulated to help you face the unique challenges of getting and staying sober. Whether it's curbing those cravings, wrangling in those changes in moods, or helping you get a better night's sleep. To learn more about their products and commitment to helping you in your recovery, visit exactnature.com. What I love about Exact Nature is they are produced and formulated by people who are in recovery themselves. It is 100% safe and natural to your recovery journey. Head to exactnature.com and use discount code SOBERGIRL20 for 20% off your order. (laughs) 
What's going on? How are you? I am doing so great. It feels really good not to be hungover today and showing up for a podcast. <laughs> nice. Yes, please. So, no hangovers. I'm, I'm coherent and it's going to be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Where, whereabouts are you right now, Ash? Um, I live in Los Angeles, um, up in the hills. And so, yeah, I love it. What about you? Nice. Um, I used to live in LA. I was there for like 11 years and then, you know, pandemic stuff happened and I actually moved back to Vancouver, Canada. Nice. I want to go there. I've always wanted to visit there. Nice. Oh, it's so, I mean, compared to LA, it is so clean. Like it is unbelievable. And you're walking around, you're like, what is this green stuff? Like, what is all this grass? What is happening here? Yeah. It's so nice. Well, it's like, how's your, how's your crime situation? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like zero, like wow. compared to L I mean, compared to LA. Yeah. yeah. Like non-existent. Like how, it's- how often does your citizen app go up and take, you know, yeah, the citizen right? app, it like it learns new crime. Yeah. All, all day, all day long. Oh, I always use next door. Have you used that? Oh yeah. That's great too. Yeah, oh I God. do. Shout the out to Nextdoor. Yeah, the drama that goes oh, yeah. on in Nextdoor is next level. Like the funniest oh, stuff. Sure. It's so random too. Like someone's birds like- are chirping <laughs> too loud. Like <laughs> Exactly. I love it. It's- I know it's too good. It's too good. It's especially in <laughs> LA, it. like people will just get on there and just rant about the most random things. Like, okay. Oh yeah. I, li- I, li- I love to snoop it out, you know? I want. I just yeah. go in there to snoop and read the comments, pretty yeah. much like anything. <laughs> anything. Social oh media, God. I'm just here for the comments. I'm just totally. here for the bullshit comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fly on the wall. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't mind me creeping. I'm going to creep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Don't mind me. <laughs> so, Ash, I totally want to get into your brand, um, X Party Girl, uh, and talk about all of that good yeah. stuff. But I want to back it up a little bit and I want to get your BS story. So what is your before sobriety story? What did life look like for you? Yeah, that's so funny. You call it BS story. I'm like, it was full of shit. <laughs> like it was the shit storm of the century. Yeah. My, um, my, my drinking story. Um, yeah, I didn't start drinking until I went to college, you know, grew up in Texas, um, Christian home. It wasn't, we didn't have alcohol around and it wasn't like for any religious reason. It was just, um, we never had it around. Right. And it makes it yeah. great in sobriety now because I'm living life like how I grew up. It's just not a thing anymore. You know, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't, we never had it at social events. So I don't really miss it at social events now, you know, um, right. So I went up to college and I think, I, I mean, I know I was an alcoholic, right? When I started drinking, um, I had no stop button. And I remember somebody telling me that. Mm. Um, and at the, at the moment, I really didn't know what that meant. Um, but you now, obviously I do because I'm fucking sober, you know, but um, yeah. back then before drinking, I like see my alcoholism that manifested in a different way. Um, in high school, I had a serious boyfriend that we were sickly codependent. Um, yeah. And I see it manifested that way. And then when we broke up, obviously I got to fill that void in that hole. Sure. So alcohol. Um, right. That so pain. then I, yeah, just the emptiness, right? Like I, yeah. I was getting high off my serious boyfriend. Right. And that's not yeah. working. Um, 
And so I'm going to go to college and I guess rage, rage it out, you know, <laughs> um, naturally. And I just rage it out. You know, we don't do things like halfway around here, but, um, relationships or alcohol <laughs> girl, we're going to go, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, it, it progressively got worse. Obviously, like I said, I was an alcoholic out of the gate. Um, I truly feel like this never gets better. I will never be able to drink again. Um, that's my personal truth. Um, sure. I always say that, like that saying, like you can't unpickle a pickle or you can't cucumber again, a pickle, whatever that is. But, um, you know, it took me 12 years to get sober and realize that, that I don't drink like a normal person, quote unquote, like my sister. I went to my sister's house for Thanksgiving bottle of wine in the fridge. I go back at Christmas time and it's the same damn bottle of wine in the fridge. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, yeah. what, why do you even have it in there? You know? Um, but it, the consequences started out really, really early for me. Um, and it just went downhill from there and ultimately, um, got me tried getting sober numerous times, mm -hmm. um, got me to the point where I, I knew I was going to die and I don't know if I cared, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, I was like, 90 pounds my hair was falling out um i became homeless towards the end um wow. and i was walking the streets of hollywood yeah wow. girl i'm just gonna dive in today girl um yeah. but that's that's the reality of it you know i was a cheerleader in high school prom queen nominee and i'm walking barefoot in hollywood boulevard you know um wow that's that's fucking insane and that's like you know addiction um it doesn't care if you're the CEO or if you're like a prom queen or like if you, you know, are under some bridge like homeless, it does not matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think people get kind of like, I think it maybe has people like it makes people stay drunk for a while because they're like, well, I haven't hit that bottom, but there's a yet there. You know what I mean? Well, I don't have a problem totally. with that under a bridge drinking like out of a paper bag, you know? And I'm like, yeah. wait for it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's also yeah, like, so, it's sad that like, why do we have to wait for it? Like, why does it have to get so bad? Why do we have yeah. to hit these bottoms um, yeah. in order to make changes? I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I don't think yeah, you totally. need to hit rock bottom. That's how people die. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, for real, for real. I mean, yeah. I used to say, and you probably have heard this, like my rock bottom is probably going to be six feet under and I don't want that. I mean, I've heard mm -hmm. that new from numerous people. And I mean, that's the reality and that's the truth. Um, it's really sad. I've lost a lot of people, like I'm sure you have to this addiction addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's tragic, you know, and I knew that I was going to, I was heading there. Um, and I knew it was either going to be something medical or something that I would do in a blackout. I was the type that walked in front of cars um, okay. that falls out of windows, um, that blacks out for three weeks and doesn't know what happened before what or where I spent those three weeks, um, yeah. which is terrifying. When you get sober and like you start thinking about the shit you did and it's like, how am I still alive? You know? Yeah. Um, am I a it's, cat? It's a miracle. What's happening here? Yeah, I'm running out of lives for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah. So that's that's. So how, how did you was, go from you know? like how did you go from this like you know Christian upbringing, no alcohol in the house. You go to college. Obviously, this becomes like alcohol becomes your medication. You met, you touched on, and you hit mm -hmm. a trendy word which people use all the time: codependent. What yeah. did that look, what yeah. did codependency look like to you? And was that the catalyst to your drinking? 
Yeah, you know, I I struggle with anxiety, you know, um, and what honestly catapulted me into drinking was I self-medicated, like you said. Um, I was in a car accident with my sister um, around the time that I was in college, and I realized that it calmed my nerves when I would drink, and I used to have to drink like a glass or two of wine before I'd get in the car. Um, I still have an issue driving. I, I will drive. I, I, freeways freak me out, but I'm still working yeah. on that. And also, it's okay if I don't drive on freeways. Like, I, it, it's okay, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. And I've, I've stopped seeing that as, like, a, I can't, like, a fear thing. But maybe I just, you know, don't, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. But so the self-medicating started, um, and then I realized that I love not feeling anything. I loved not, you know, worrying. Um, I loved also not being responsible. You know, like yeah. I love not having responsibilities because I was screwed up all the time. Um, wow. But as far as like the codependency, like, yeah, and that's a real big thing for me, like running away from life. Like I just like checked out completely. And I have a lot of like disordered eating in my past. Yeah. And the link that I have like linked it for is like, I just want to be invisible and coast. You know what I mean? I'm going to restrict myself. So I slowly fade away and I'm just going to like drink all day and fuck my fuck it fucked up. Um, so yeah. I check out, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, the Christian I mean, background. It seems more, it so. seems easier to like just check out, right? Like sometimes life is really overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, the Christian upbringing, I'll go back on that. Um, I grew up in a Baptist home, but we weren't like radical about it. Um, I just remember, and I don't know where I got the message is that, um, I know where I got the message probably on the front row of the Baptist church on Sunday, but, um, <laughs> that I'm going to hell. Like, where did I get this message? Uh, fucking judgment day, you know, revelation. <laughs> um, maybe. Um, and so I, it was so damning to me. And I thought mm. God was like this scary man that was going to damn me to hell and punish me. And yeah. that I think contributed to staying drunk for a very long time. Um, a lot of my alcoholism is fear related, you know, and I think that's yeah. common for a lot of people like anxiety. Um, what do I do now that I don't have this serious boyfriend to like help with my anxiety? Cause we're together 24 seven. Yeah. Um, I'm scared to drive. I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared that you're going to see what I really am. You know, um, mm. it was really dark, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? So you're obviously sober, right? Or yes. <laughs> Uh, that's so what about that's you? for another episode. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, don't mind that's me a, talking about myself. What about you? Other um, episode. Yeah, that's that's like a coffee situation or like a weekend long like yeah. slumber party topic, right? Definitely, um, definitely. So you went in college, like what, what actually got the wheels turning to get sober? You said you it took you like 12 years to, to get sober or how, how did that look like? Yeah, it took me a really long time. And, and what I tell people sometimes is like, I just had a higher pain tolerance. Mm. Like that's the best way I could put it. Like right. my pain tolerance was like really high. Like I just didn't get it, you know? Um, and yeah. that's, I knew I was going to die of this. I knew. And the sad thing is, um, when I first got sober, or when I got sober this last time around, February 25th of 20... I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. 
Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. 20, um, I actually wrote my, I wrote my funeral out. Um, and I emailed it to a guy friend of mine, a family friend. And I was like, if I don't get this, I want you to have this. And I always tear up when I say this, like I wrote like a will out, you know, and like what song I wanted played. And I know that sounds like really ridiculous, but I did not think I was going to pull through. And I mean, it towards the end, I'll share that in a minute. You would have not thought I was going to pull through either. Um, and you know, it, it took what it took. And I think. I've been desperate numerous times, right? You know, um, I've had losses from the second I started drinking relationships, boyfriends breaking up with me because I was really volatile and um, violent. And um, I I mean, I I, I was terrible, you know what I mean? And that's that's Ashley under the influence. Ashley not under the influence is great, you know? Um, And I feel like there's a difference there. Um, But yeah, just the consequences went downhill and, I mean, I can share the ultimate consequence if you want, like where everything crashed and burned. <laughs> um, sure. It. I worked in the film industry as a costume designer for years and years. And yeah. this kind of allowed me to like get drunk and write. So I would like start off like kind of not drinking, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to sober and act right on this film. Yep. And then as it progresses, like I'm going to start drinking because, you know, it's normalized in that culture. And then towards the yeah. end, like I'm going to fuck shit up. But it's okay because the show's almost over and I can like get my shit together and go on the next one. And like I Whoa. thought, <laughs> I'm like that was like my life, right? Like, yeah. like they'd like people would start to find my secret out, or like we would clean costumes with like vodka to like disinfect if we a period piece, you know, if we couldn't clean, like I don't know, a Jon Snow costume or something. Yeah. Um, and I would drink the fucking vodka, and people would be like, "Man, we're going through this vodka. There must be a lot of dirty costumes." And I'm like, "Girl, you wouldn't even know. There are tons of <laughs> dirty costumes." <laughs> oh, they're dirty already. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there are tons, you know, um, and so, you know, oh, that, that was pretty crazy, but um, tour, tour, it was insane, honestly, and then, like, we yeah. think people don't know, and it's, like, you're blitzed at, like, 10 a.m. on set, like, what do you mean we didn't know, like, we thought maybe you were drunk from the night before, and I'm, like, I don't get hangovers, I just keep going, you know, oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the type of drinker I was, I mean, I would yeah. go through withdrawals and shake if I didn't have it, so if I started on a sure. film, I had to like finish drinking because it's not like I could stop a film and be like, let me go to detox real quick and we'll circle back and finish the scene, you know, towards the end, my mom actually started working with me so I could act right, but that didn't work. You know, (laughs) my mom like started coming on set with me as a babysitter and I'm like, "Mm, loophole, I can find loophole with anything, drink, you know, vodka out of a water bottle. But um, yeah, yeah, my, the crash and burn as I was on a film in Texas and like, you know, I really fucked it up, you know, and I, and I had to leave the production and I came back to Los Angeles and, you know, it was like off to the races. And, um, 
it was in January and I was in Texas for Christmas and then the film was in January in Texas. And so I still had one suitcase packed um, for like Christmas presents and all of that. And I was yeah. back in my apartment in Los Angeles and like blacked out like on one o'clock on a Saturday. And I woke up to um, a firefighter in my apartment. Um, what? And yeah, this is when I say crash and burned, girl, it crashed and burned. And no, I didn't burn my apartment down. At first, people were like, did you? And I'm like, I, bitch, I might have. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there it's is possible. a possibility. Yeah. It was possible. Oh. But, you know, um, I, I got pulled out of that apartment and I and a Red Cross, Red Cross was there and I had a blanket around me and I was looking up at the flames. And this is the insanity. I went to get margaritas. Like, I'm like, no joke. Like, I have a, like a Red Cross blanket on and I have my slippers on and like a dress from like earlier that day's brunch. And I walk mm. with my Red Cross blanket, girl, and I go get margaritas. Like, I'm going to go drink margaritas and come back to the situation. That's insane, you know? Um, Whoa. That's really, I mean, I, that, yeah, that's insane. That's so insane. Like, what, what, what were they, um, why were they carrying you out of your house? Like, was it on fire? Like, what, what was the reason? Yeah. Oh, I guess I should, I guess I should, uh, <laughs> should have said that. Yeah. It, I was in a fire. <laughs> no, a firefighter just came in. Yeah. You know, you know like, like, we're going to take outside. Was um, this a dream or like, what, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. No, my house was on fire. Um, and a firefighter is like, no, I, I was not, um, what is it? In psychosis and all this shit happening. No. Um, Whoa. Yeah. My apartment had caught on fire that Saturday um, in Koreatown and I was in it and I was yeah. blacked out. So I'm, I was dead to the world and didn't even know that my apartment was on fire. Um, and so I woke up to the firefighter in his breathing mask um, and I was able to get my slippers on and taken outside. And like, as I'm outside, I'm looking up and my apartment's on fire. You could like the wall was taken down so I could like see my mattress from the street, like catching fire because it was insane. No. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I go like, I'm just going to go get margaritas and come back to this because it's going to burn a while, you know? And, um, oh, and I came back. Put another log on the fire. Like, yeah, yeah, for real. Right. Um, and oh so I went, God. I was able to go back in and get that one suitcase, um, that happened to be okay that I packed from Christmas time. So mm -hmm. I had one rolling suitcase and slippers on and I went to um, the Red Cross puts you in a, in a hotel, right? It gives you a okay. gift card. I use that gift card on booze. So then I was on the streets and my parents, thank God for them. They said like, if you want to get sober, figure it out, you know? And it was probably devastating to them to know that I was like figuring it out, like, you know, yeah. walking the streets, finding places to stay. But like, thank God for that. Cause I've been to the nice rehabs, you yeah. know? Um, so three weeks and, you know, walking the streets, um, with no, with like, no, like no, like, I guess, um, thought of getting sober. Like this is how mm. I was going to live. And that's the insane part that I'm just going to figure it out, you know? And it's so wow. funny. I think of alcoholism, like I didn't want responsibilities and like check out, but like it was stressful being on the streets trying to figure out where I was going to stay that night. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Like, like not checking out a life. Like I'm actually like having to be extra more responsible, quote unquote, because like I'm yeah. in survival mode, you know? Yeah. You don't, um, you don't even have a roof over your head. Like you have nothing. That's way more yeah, stressful than having responsibilities. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was and like, where are you going to eat? And I didn't have any money. I didn't have yeah. any money at all. Um, 
I think I had $20 cash to my name and like the gift card from LA fire department. I mean, so no one was getting me hotel rooms, like, you know, nothing. I mean, one person called, I was at a restaurant, didn't have money. And someone called a card in for me, like a debit card because I could not pay for my meal, but also my alcohol. It was like 9am. I was at this place in Hollywood and I had to drink and I like, you know, tie one off, drink, you know, drink. And someone had to call and pay for it. Cause I just was out of my mind, you know? Um, but I mean, eventually this is, this is the crazy part. And this is such like, I believe in God. Um, this was so divinely, you know, um, intervened on, I was walking down sunset Boulevard at this point, I had lost my slippers. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's a key, key detail. Lost the leopard slippers. So you're um, barefoot? But I just, I'm, I'm barefoot. Um, yeah. Creating a visual for you. I'm barefoot. Uh, yeah. And this white van, you know, pulls up. It was a Hollywood Entertainment District van. And it's like, girl, you were going to get in a van. That's super sketch, girl. And I didn't care. So this man pulled over and just so happened, there like happened to be like an AA meeting two doors down. Um, mm-hmm. And he took me in there and it's, it started like in five minutes. This is like so insane. And, you know, this couple took me back to detox me. And then his name was Stefan who works for the city of Hollywood came back and got me the next morning um, and took me to treatment. This, this man that, you know, worked, it was patrolling the streets, took me to an AA meeting, met this couple. They took me, they arranged for him to get me the next day. He took me to the ER while I detoxed and then took me to a MedCal facility um, that was completely free in Hollywood. And that's where I got sober. And, um, you know, two weeks into my sobriety, um, I, I was I, a lot. I had a lot of anger with God and a lot of anger at myself. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, w- I would do like, God, where were you? Like, why didn't you show up? You know what I mean? Like, I like lived a good life. Like I was good. I went on mission trips all through high school. Like, what the hell? Why, why did mm-hmm. you leave me? And, um, and, um, one morning at 6am, I, w- I would look at this palm tree. Cause like, that was the only place thing I could look at, you know, two weeks in, I mean, and I would have like quiet time looking at it and watch it sway and whatnot. And, um, mm-hmm. I had, I had an intrusive thought that was like, um, I've been here. I didn't turn my back on you. You turned your back on me. Are you ready to see what can show up and do this? And um, sorry, I always Whoa. get here. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash A-S-G-G. Um, I know like in my heart that was God, right? Um, yeah. And since then it's been me and God, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a friendship, right? And, and that moment, talk about a spiritual experience, like, it, it, I, it's so profound. I can't, you know, and as clear as day, you know, that, that voice and, um, mm-hmm. and it saved me. Um, to this day, I see Stefan every year on my birthday, my sober birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been two so far. Um, so Stefan, I, I call him the first year I called him and he couldn't believe that I was still sober and I was able to give him a hug. And um, this past year, I was able to call him and um, I had just gotten engaged. And um, so I told him, I was like, every year I'm going to call you on my sober birthday. It's going to be our thing. Um, So thank God for him, you know, and and thank God for God reaching me in that moment of desperation. And and I truly believe that God speaks to us in different ways or whatever your higher power, higher self, self, it will come to you the way it needs to for you. And it was the tenderest, um, most loving, calm, like, are you ready to do this? Like, Mm. like team, like a team. Yeah. Um, so it's been God and I ever since. And like the deal I made with him is I helped somebody, like I helped somebody. And that was a big reason why I started this brand. Like Mm. we made a deal, you know, I'm, we're going to like, you know, do this together and you're going to go fucking save some lives with it. Um, so I do, sorry. I'm like, I get tear. I, I didn't think I was going to go there today, but, um, it's, it's gratitude tears, right? We used yeah. to cry like self pity tears, but it's like, so, um, when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. It's so moving. You know, we always like a comeback story, a redemption story. We always like a Rudy movie. And it's different, like when it's your own, you know, like, anyway. Yeah, it's um, real life. So that's what happened. That's what happened, girl. Wow. <laughs> so let's segue into um, X Party Girl. How did that come about? Yes. Um. So I love to sober rage. It's funny, like, um, 
I, I became like a lot, like everything I wanted to be when I was drinking, I became when I got sober, I became like mm. fun and funny and loud and like people wanted to be around me and I would have truly more fun ever sober. Um, yeah. I love to like dance until two in the morning when I got sober. Um, life was so full and um, I wore a shirt to be ridiculous and funny and it said like ex party girl. Yeah. And I wore it to like a party one time and, you know, people would be like, do you drink? And I'm like, do you want to keep everything in your house? Do you want to keep your house intact? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want it to burn down? Do you yeah. want to keep your shit? Like, no, you don't want me to drink. Um, and so I wore it as like a joke and then everybody wanted one. And then I realized funny. that like I can combat shame. Like shame kept me really like messed up and drunk for a long time. And I was like, yeah, I can use sense of humor to like, like, honestly, to own my shit that I used to do that I'm so embarrassed about and ashamed of because numerous yeah. people are probably ashamed of the same thing. So let's just like get it out there. So I have like a not vodka water bottle because I used to drink vodka out of a water bottle on set. You know, yeah. um, I have a postcard that says not mailing this from rehab. I actually mailed my parents one when I first made it. <laughs> I sent the one back in January, like just letting <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And so it's bold and it's loud and I, and I hope it gets us talking about like the real shit. And I can't tell you how many people are like, I used to do that. I used to mm. do that, you know, and I'm like the beauty of the water bottle girl. Um, yeah. So it's fun. It's fun and it's bold and, and I, it's playful and it shows that like, just because like I don't drink or drug or anything, I can still be like super rad and fun and loud and yeah. Who, who doesn't want to laugh? Like who doesn't want to laugh, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. That's how that started. Being um, drunk like does not is not like fun or exciting to me anymore. Like when I see drunk people, no. I'm like, oh well, I know how this story is gonna go. Like, just waiting for it. Yeah. Like you, you know what's going you know, to happen when you when people drink, and especially when you drink. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I don't have another run in me. The end. Period. Um, but yeah. also, what's even more interesting is. If I go to the grocery store now and I see white wine, I get this horrible acidic feeling in my stomach. Like white mm. wine was like very tart. And I, I remember throwing it up in the mornings. And yeah. it's crazy that I still have that aversion when I see it, especially when I smell it. Yeah. So the whole like romanticizing and glamorizing and like the like I miss it. Like and I know that's God that like that totally made me have an inversion to it, you know, and, 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 mm -hmm. and it's, it's a miracle, honestly. And here's the miracle about it. Like I'm, I'm placed in a, in a great place where I don't even think about that anymore. We're getting married in September. I have wine mm -hmm. in my guest room because we you know for the, for the, to serve at the wedding. Yeah. And that's how crazy it is. Like, are you kidding me? You know? Yeah. Um, and I forget that it's even in there. And now I see like wine. I'm like, we need to get that for the wedding. Cause it's like buy six bottles, get some 20% off, you know? Right. Um, that's the insane part of it. But yeah, I have a severe, um, it grosses me out and it makes me sick feel like physically if I smell it or see it. You yeah. Know? Um, and I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. People have like the, like, what is it? The like non-alcoholic wine. I think yeah. they have that, I think. Don't they? Yeah. And, um, like if someone gave me like a sham, I think a non-alcoholic champagne. Um, yeah. And I was like, I just, I don't even want to drink the fake shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't even want to drink the fake shit. You know, um, I can't. <laughs> so I mean, you, you like, know what's best for you, right? Like for some people it's yeah. great. It, it does, it does yeah. the trick. It feels 
for exciting sure. and special. For sure. But like you also have to know your own limits and your own boundaries around sure. stuff like that, right? Absolutely. Well, it just makes me sick, right? It, it, yeah. if, even the, if, if it was fake, I just can't. And thank God for that. Yeah. It's just like a gag reflex. Like, no. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question. So you're getting married in September. What made you um, have alcohol at your wedding? Yeah. So that's funny that you bring this up. My parents, first of all, said, um, we're not going to pay for it. And I don't blame them. Like this is not we, paying for your wedding too much. No, for the alcohol. Oh, okay. No, girl, they're paying for the wedding, but they're not okay. paying for the alcohol, which I don't blame them. Hold yeah. up, girl. Let me see. Um, and I'm jumping the gun a lot today, girl. It's all right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to finish strong. Um, yeah. So they're paying for the wedding and they were like, we're not going to pay for the bar. And I was like, I don't fucking blame you. And they didn't yeah. do it at my sister's wedding either. Um, and it was one of those things because my, my fiance doesn't drink. He's not like sober or anything. Um, okay. He's actually a defense attorney. He's, yeah. He wasn't my defense attorney, but he just was like a frat guy that grew out of it. Like, yeah. Like he matured like a normal person. (laughs) Yeah. And like, he doesn't drink at all. Like at all. Like, I mean, at all, you know, um, he just doesn't like it. And so I'm like, what's that like? I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But it's it's not our lifestyle, but here's the deal. I'm not going to make other people adhere to our lifestyle. Right. So we're going to have wine and beer and champagne, but we're not doing hard stuff. We're not doing hard liquor. Um, you know, not everyone's sober that comes to the wedding. Um, it actually makes me uncomfortable when people feel like they can't drink around me. Hmm. Um, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel uncomfortable that like, is it going to be like, you know, is it going to be a dry wedding? That makes me uncomfortable because I don't want to be seen as different. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm like, being talked about and that you have to like alter your behavior on like my, because of me, um, I just live now. And David lives like we just live. And if, you know, yeah. we're doing champagne and wine and that's what it is, you know, it's also, we're ending at nine. So if you want to go rage on afterwards, go rage on, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I asked some, like, it's, it, it's kind of, you know, we're getting into wedding season, right? Like oh, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. happening. And it's, it's uh, a controversial issue, especially if you're the bride and like making the decision, like, do I have alcohol? Do I not? Um, Yeah. I think it's also, it's a very personal decision, you know, of like, first of all, you being the bride, can you even tolerate being around alcohol? Like, can you even tolerate people drinking? Like, that's a huge thing to ask yourself, right? Like, this is supposed to be your special day too, right? So it's, it's yeah, always interesting sure. to see and hear different people's experiences and different, you know, ways they yeah. go about making their decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and yeah, of course it's different for everyone. And um, like, we're not going to have anything getting ready. The bridesmaids um, and not, not our group, like, isn't like big ragers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and when we're staying away from, you know, like I said, the hard liquor, cause I think that's a total like other level, like game changer. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a personal preference. Um, speaking of like the being around it and stuff, yeah. like I said, it just became a lifestyle, right? Like we just don't drink, you yeah. know, um, and it's a miracle that I'm totally able to be around it. And especially for the wedding, I'm like, we got to get this wine, not for me, like, but when your mind goes to, we got to, we got to get, this is so cute. We can put these little wines in the, in the, you know, the welcome baskets. And that's where mm. my mind goes now. Not like, 
I can't drink that. Or like, I don't want a house. It's like, oh, this would be cute for the welcome basket. It's a miracle, but it's just a lifestyle now. And um, it's like what I, what I know now, but it's what I knew before, like social stuff, not having alcohol, or if it is, you don't really notice it, you know? Yeah. Um, now my parents probably won't drink and that's okay. Like they, they never did really anyways, but um, yeah. And there will be some people that don't want to drink on because of us. And that's, that's their preference. Um, but everyone in our group pretty much knows that we can people, you know, if we have dinner, I love dinner parties. They can bring their own wine. They just leave with it. You know, that's yeah. how they show respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Which just, I, I didn't like get sober to like, like just be scared. Like that's what kept me drunk. Like, you know, yeah. I have a healthy fear of alcohol cause I know where it can get me, but like yeah. I live so free now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, I mean, you living in fear is, is not, I, I personally don't think it's like the best way to go about something because you're just living in fear. Yeah. You're not actually dealing with the issue. You're not dealing with the, you know, the underlying issues of why you drank in the first place and why you're afraid, yeah, for like, sure. you know, getting down to yeah. the, the deeper, the nitty gritty stuff there. Sure. So Ashley, what, yeah, and, um, yeah, I love that. what is your favorite um, piece from your collection? My favorite piece. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So my fiance, he's like super type a, like uh, I call him now the Tom Ford of sober women's apparel because <laughs> he gets really I'm like, Oh honey, you're the Tom Ford of sober women's apparel. You're so chic. That's so great. And uh, cause he comes up with some of the sayings yeah. And it's like really funny. And um, so there's like a pouch which sells like crazy and it says stay strong, bitch. And that my fiance, everybody, my fiance designed that. Um, <laughs> and that's like number one. So that's probably my favorite because the story behind it, because he's just so cute. He like wants to be involved, you know. Um, yeah. And for him to say that, like I said, he's very conservative. Um, yeah. Stay strong, bitch. Put that on there. And I'm like, oh, honey, that's so that's good. That's good. And so he's like coming up with other ones because he's just too good and he gets excited yeah. about it. So that's one of my favorite pieces. Um, I have this t-shirt that says like Trey sober chic. And I think that's kind of fun, you know, like yeah. very sober chic. Um, yeah. The not vodka bottle is pretty fun. Those are like yeah. everywhere. Everyone loves those. That's probably like the staple that will have longevity, you know? Yeah. But Definitely. I mean, my fanny pack that says like legal loot, that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's all ridiculous, but in a good <laughs> way. You know? Yeah. It's like fun, right? Like how, how did you think you went from, you know, being so afraid basically just about life almost to, to really embracing the humor and um, trying to like using humor to dilute the shame that was involved. Yeah. Um, well, I had like my, my meltdown towards the end was very public. Like I lost my okay. mind all over social media, um, suicide attempts that was, they were black. I mean, I was insane all over my social media. And so people had already known, like people already knew like toward like what's going on. So it made my recovery, um, even more, um, it felt safe to be vocal about it, you know, cause I started mm -hmm. feeling support from everybody, like, are you okay? Like, you know, we're going to call your parents. Like I felt the love and support by the outreach of, you know, people seeing me lose my mind, you know? Um, yeah. and, and I, and I, and I'm open about it now. Cause right. That's the deal. I got to help people. And, 
Um, I know that shame kept me drunk for a very long time. You know, I grew up pageants, all of that. And, you know, if you knew me, you would think I'm a horrible person. Some of the stuff I did. And, you know, I can't show you the real me because, you know, I'm supposed to be this Christian that like has everything together. And, um, right. And that wasn't the case. Like, I finally realized that, like, I can lose my shit and like feel supported. Mm. That was like the main part. Yeah. And for me, like, like how I, how I negate the shame around some of that is like, I just like, I'm loud about it now. It's, I, you know, and it's, it's, it takes something that's very, very serious. And I don't want to like, I don't want to um, take away from like the seriousness of the addiction, of course. but I do want to highlight that it yeah. is super fun and in, in, in when you're sober and I yeah. do this not to like be like, oh, it's really funny if you send a not rehab part. Cause that's sad if you're in rehab like 12 times, you know, sure. but it makes you feel like, oh, I'm like, okay, that's normalized. All right. That sounds good. And, and like, these girls are yeah. talking about it and there's like this whole thing. And, um, I want to be a part of that, you know? So I just like to laugh pretty much. Yeah. So decided to make funny shit. <laughs> well, it's also like you're human. Like these are yeah. human experiences and like, yeah, maybe they have been stigmatized in the past and you poking fun at yourself or you making it like yeah. funny or, you know, not not succumbing to that shame or not trying to hide it or not trying right. to like cover things up. Like that's, I love that. that's yeah. where the freedom comes and it's, it's empowering, right? I can Definitely. only imagine how empowering it must feel. Absolutely. Um Truly, it really does feel empowering and, and to see the lights come on other people, other girls, yeah. you know, and to like receive, you probably receive DMs from people that, you know, are like, so I did that. Um, and usually I'll send them like a free little toad, you know, or something like our postcard yeah. for me that says like, you got this girl. So it's, it's just very personalized and like, like your group, like we support each other, you know, yeah. we should. Yeah, definitely. So Ash, where can where can we find your ex party girl merch stuff? Um, so you can go to our little website, which is super fun. I'm okay. like, I always say go to our website. I'm like, I'm the R. I, <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, so the website is like, like email us. Yeah, us. Uh, like me and my me, dog. Um, <laughs> me and my me, dogs. It's like. I say my dogs get fired all the time because they refuse to wear pants to work. Like they're in big trouble with HR. Um, so if they're, it's questionable if they're still working here or not sometimes, but um, yeah. So you can might go take to my a little website. longer to get back on email. You know, those dogs have been fired. <laughs> I know. I, oh God. I tried to raid in my crazy, which is okay. Now it's coming out. Like I was trying to act right. But um, so yeah. Um, www.xpartygirlla.com there's okay. also x party girl texas on there okay. and there's an x party pup stuff on there that's new x party pup um the dogs love it they're my models um yeah. <laughs> and that, they're not fired from that yet cuz they're pretty freaking cute but um and then also on instagram at x part ex party girl la um you'll find all of our legal loot on there get some sober swag y'all Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Ashley, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story and your journey with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving me a mic. I don't know if that was a good idea or not, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good idea. How fantastic is Ashley? 
As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback. We love to hear your comments about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget about asobergirlsguide.com. We got you lock, stocked, and loaded so you don't have to be. From how-to tips and tricks on our blog to workbooks, challenges, and our community. Follow asobergirlsguide.com. We got everything you need at every stage of your journey. We got your back, girl. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.